God's people have always been called to dig into God's words, but it's what comes after digging into God's words that many of us miss. And it is hindering us in our relationship with God and in better understanding his word. Uh, In this episode, we're gonna talk about that very thing because I was recently reminded of that on a really significant hiking trip with my son. And it's something I believe that we all need to be reminded about as we better engage God's word in our lives. Hello everyone, I'm Brad Gray and welcome to the teaching series podcast. I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. I created the teaching series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context, and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. Please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. My oldest son, Denyan, just turned 13. And when people tell you your kids grow up fast, they grow up fast. And 13 is obviously a a significant moment in the life of a child, you know, moving into their teenage years. And we had some friends of ours who strongly encouraged us to do something special with our child when they reach 13. And we've got four kids. And so this is our first time, you know, at this. And so we asked Denyan, hey, buddy, what would you like to do. And he said, actually, I would just love to do a backpacking trip. And so he and I kind of set out to go, all right, well, where do we want to do this? How far do we want to drive to get there? And we just got back from a two and a half day backpacking experience, just the two of us. And one of the things that those friends who encouraged us to do something special with our kids when they hit 13 were the same ones who also recommended doing something around letters. Uh, In that, when their firstborn was turning 13, they reached out to me and said, hey, would you write our son a letter, just sharing whatever thoughts or wisdom that you have that you would want to know at age 13 or what you have learned in life? And so I remember in that moment going, how cool is this that This family that I know well, I get to invest in their son in this way. And so with Denyan turning 13, we did the same thing as well. And we set out to do 13 letters. And so Shallon and I each did a letter. Our parents did a letter each. We had my brother and one of her brothers. So there's eight family members, Denyan's best friend. And then I had my four closest guy friends who are in consistent contact with my son, Denyan, write letters as well. And all of this came out of someone recommending it to me. And so I'm so grateful for the example of others that helped me and my wife be better parents. And maybe this will be a fun idea that you could do, you know, with your kids at some point in time. But we had 13 letters and Denyan had no idea that we were doing this. And when we were getting ready to leave, I said to my wife, I go, I need something to put this in, especially if we get caught like in a rainstorm. She's like, hey, I've got this bag right here. It's water resistant. And I was like, 
All right, we're gonna run with it. This is not this is not my style. This is not necessarily you know what I'm walking around with in my backpack, but it was great. So put all 13 letters in here, and we took off on this two and a half day backpacking trip. And essentially, what we did was we would just be walking along on a trail like this, and we would just kind of dump off to the side. And I would open this up and pull out a letter and just hand it to Denyan. And at first he had no idea what was going on. And of course he asked, well, how many letters are in that bag? I was like, dude, you're just gonna have to figure it out. So he didn't know that there were 13 until he got his 13th letter and then figured out the connection there. But because it was his letters, it was his mail, even though they were all sent to me, I didn't read any of them. I simply just had him read it. And he would read it out loud and then we would spend the next part of our journey talking about the truths that were in that letter, the life that had been spoken into my boy. And I would just say, Denyan, what hits you about this? And so we would talk about that. And as I'm reflecting now on these two and a half days anchored by these 13 letters and the opportunity just to be with my boy in nature, you know, no electricity, just being able to to be together without the distractions of email or cell phone or anything like that. The thing that was most meaningful to me and in his reflection as well, is what we have just coined together are connected conversations. Meaning that we had two and a half days to just talk with each other, just to be on the trail, just the two of us. And what was so cool is that all of these letters had these truths in them about all facets of life. I mean, we talked about faith, we talked about politics, we talked about girls, we talked about sex, we talked about uh, school, we talked about sports, we talked about tenacity and being gritty. We talked about all different topics. But what was cool is it was this like connected, ongoing conversation for two and a half days. Now, we've talked about all of these things at different times, but it's like sometimes you get into a conversation and you're like, hey, remember a month ago when we talked about this or several months ago we talked about this and you have to like recount the conversation. Not here. All of these topics were connected together and the amount of ground that we were able to cover, I guess pun intended, was amazing because of all these conversations that were connected. And here's what was really cool is on one particular stretch of the hike, I said to Denyan after we'd been talking for probably about an hour, I said, this is what Jesus and his father Joseph would have done in Jesus's early days. He says, what do you mean? I said, well, Jesus's family trade was that of a tectone. Now we translate that as carpenter, but when we hear carpenter, what material do we think most prominently? We think wood. You know, all of these shows about Jesus, Jesus is messing around with wood. But the word tectone doesn't mean carpenter and how we think it. A better translation is craftsman. And the predominant material that you have to shape in the land of Israel isn't wood, it's actually stone. And I'm gonna go into this a little bit more, not in our next episode, because we've got a really cool episode for you next, but right after that, we're gonna be jumping into our new mini series on rabbis and disciples. And we're gonna talk about how rabbis had a trade. And we're gonna talk more specifically about what this meant. 
but Jesus would have worked with stone. Joseph was a tectone. Jesus was a tectone. And the question becomes is where did Jesus learn his trade? Well, he grew up in Nazareth and three and a half miles from Nazareth was a city called Sepphoris. And in 4 BC, when Herod the Great died, this city rose up in revolt against Rome and Rome came in and just decimated the city. And then when Herod had died, his son Herod Antipas got control of Perea and Galilee and decided that his capital city in Galilee was going to be at Sepphoris. And so he had this city rebuilt. And the predominant building block, if you will, is stone of a city like this. And three and a half miles away is the little village of Nazareth. And so almost certainly Joseph would have been employed to work at Sepphoris. Jesus almost certainly, you know, above and beyond the things that would have been going on in their village, Jesus probably learned his craft as a tectone in Sepphoris. It's three and a half miles away, which means that in the morning, Jesus and Joseph would have trekked to Sepphoris. That is about an hour and a half walk. And at the end of the day, they would have walked an hour and a half back home. Three hours every day, Jesus and Joseph would have had time together. And what do you think that they're talking about during those walks? Um, they're talking about life. They're talking about work. Joseph is probably going, okay, Jesus, you know, this is the project we have for today. How do you think we should approach it? And in addition to that, they would have been talking Torah. They would have been talking the very words of God. Now, how do we know this? Well, this is what is in scripture. This is what scripture commands the people of God to be doing. Now, a part of what is called the Shema, there's actually three passages that religious Jews for thousands of years will recite multiple times a day. Uh, it's a passage from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. There's a passage in Deuteronomy 11, 13 to 21. And then Numbers 15, 37 to 41. It's that first one that I mentioned that many people are most familiar with. It goes like this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words I give you today are to be upon your hearts impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and upon your gates. That's a passage Jesus would have recited multiple times every single day. It's what the people of God would have recited multiple times a day. And it talks about that these words are to be upon their hearts. They're supposed to talk about them with their children. They're supposed to talk about them at home and on the road when they're lying down, when they're getting up. It's like all facets of life are to be governed by conversations around God's word. And I can only imagine the conversations that Jesus and Joseph had together back and forth from Nazareth to Sepphoris. 
And what's so cool about this, though, is just the importance of the Word of God in our life. And, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, past episodes that we have done here in the teaching series, most notably episode 20 called Haggah, the text, is that we're not just called just to read God's words. We're called to dig in to God's words. That I know that maybe for for many of us, there might be this habit that we're in where we spend maybe five or 10 minutes reading, you know, God's word in the morning or reading at the end of the day. And maybe we have a devotional that, you know, takes us 60 seconds to read. and, And none of that is bad. It's all good. It's just according to the Bible, incomplete. That we're not just supposed to read God's word. We're supposed to study God's word. We're supposed to wrestle with God's word. We're supposed to dig in. But beyond just digging in, there is this other facet of engagement with God's word that I think many of us miss out on on a regular basis. And that is the discussing of God's word. We're called to dig and discuss, to dig in, to understand, but then also to process process that, to discuss that with others. And, you know, for those of us who are in a married relationship, that is with our spouse. That's with our kids if we have kids. If, you know, it's in a relationship where maybe we aren't married and we don't have kids, it's discussion with our friends. For those maybe we're in a house church with, uh, even if you are married and you have kids, like you probably have a best friend. And the idea is, are the words of God part of our daily conversations? Because part of the benefit of just digging into God's word is to better understand it rather than just reading it. But also part of the benefit is then being able to discuss it because as we discuss it, we better understand what we've been digging into. And then as we dig into it, it gives us actually fodder to discuss with other people. And that really what we see all throughout scripture is because the word of God is to be central in our lives, one of the ways we do that is making it part of our conversation in a much more regular way, rather than just compartmentalizing our engagement with the Bible to maybe the 10 or 15 minutes that we spend in the morning or the 60 minutes that we have on Sunday. The idea is is that we dig and we discuss And that is something that happens on a regular basis. Uh, This is just all speaking to the intentionality we have with God's word in our life. So yes, on the one hand, I want to remind us of the importance of being intentional about our own reading and studying of God's word. Um, You know, for some of us, it's in the morning. For some of us, it's at the end of the day. Uh, Maybe for some of us, we could go, I could actually maximize more time throughout my day, listening and engaging God's word, you know, on your commute, being able to listen to God's word. I mean, there's tons of apps for that. Uh, Committing to going, I'm going to watch one less Netflix episode every night and just spend that time engaging God's word or speaking and talking about that. So that's the one thing that I just want to remind us of is just to be digging in, to be intentional in that way. But the thing that my experience with Denyan really revealed in me was the importance of being more intentional about having conversations about God's word at times when they are appropriate. You know, when my son is going through a difficult day, not just asking how was your day, but what are you learning? What are you, what's being revealed in you? And let's, how can that 
you know, God's word help us to better understand that. Uh, or on our way to soccer practice and just going, hey, let's talk about this. I was reading about this this morning and just kind of wanted to share what I was learning, Dinian, you know, in, in this. And I do this with my daughter and with my other two sons as well. And just think about what does it look like maybe even around your dining room table? Um, again, whether you have kids or not, whether you're single, you know, or you're having a meal with friends, it's just what does it look like for God's word to be at the center of our life, to pervade all aspects of our life. And unless we're intentional about that, that's not gonna be the case. Uh, In fact, there's this really great um, rabbinic quote that comes from the Mishnah, which was compiled in roughly 200 AD in the section called the Sayings of the Fathers or Perkei Avot 3.3. It says, if two or three gather together around a meal and they do not speak words of Torah, it says, if they are eating at the altar of the dead. It's just this idea of God's word permeating all facets of our life. And so that's what I want to encourage you with today. Not just to dig into God's word, but also to discuss God's word, to be very intentional about that. Uh, You know, as I think through that trip with Denyan, and we had these 13 letters that anchored our time that allowed us to have this connected conversation I recognize that that was a special time period that I had with him. I don't have three hours a day. You don't have three hours a day, you know, to do these kinds of things. But what it's reminding me to do is to try to think through what are those anchoring points in a day, whether it's, you know, at dinner time or, you know, on the way to a practice or just these opportunities to be looking for them and to be intentional about how God's word can serve as those anchor points that help us to navigate through our days and navigate through the experiences that we have. So I hope that's encouraging and helpful to you. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm reminded of is just how important God's words are. And so let me just end our time with another quote from the Mishnah. And it goes like this, it's talking about the importance of digging into scripture. It dates to the first century AD and it, and it goes like this. It says, pour over it again and again for everything is contained in it. Look into it, grow old and gray over it and do not depart from it for there is no better pursuit for you than this. So friends, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. May you walk out the text well in your life.